The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be and give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. This segment of Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at keystoriches.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we are so excited to have you join us. We have got an incredible show in store for you. I am your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls, and I am flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So first off, maestro, what key is it? DWD. DWD, which means for the folks... Dreams with deadlines. There you go. So we are now in our third key in our Keys to Riches financial wellness series. And I am so excited because this is where the magic happens. Yeah. All things are possible. And we're going to learn how to work to make that possibility probability. But yeah, so Dreams with Deadlines. This is where we're going to learn the goal achievement strategy. And we're going to answer the second question in our three questions in five areas of concern. Where am I going? Ding, ding, ding. <clears throat> you are a winner. Yet again, you get the little prize. Yeah. It's the little one. You got to throw some more balls and knock over some more milk jugs <laughs> if you want to get the big stuffed elephant for your girlfriend up at the top. <laughs> So anyway, Dreams with Deadlines, I'm so excited about this key. This is always because, you know, for so long, we've been beaten down about what we can and can't have, whether it's money management, weight management, career management. Oh, you can't do that. You can't be that. You can't have that. Says who? Why? There's no reason legitimately why you can't have any of those things. And I just think, I think of, you know, people who are um, paraplegics or quadriplegics that like are that way because of an accident and overcame it. Like they knew what life was like beforehand, as opposed to somebody born with defects that just already just from birth learned how to, how to cope and deal with stuff. People that had things and lost it, that's even tougher. They come back, you know. And, And they bounce back. Some of those Olympic athletes. Oh, Yeah. The Paralympic ones with the... Unbelievable. Yeah. So so this is where everything is possible, and we're going to learn our Unlock Your Wealth Foundation goal achievement strategy, or at least this part of it, which is the dreams with deadlines part, because everything is achievable. It's just you have to measure it. 
and create timelines and then create actionable items. And, and we all have to do this based on our uh, Three Amigos model for information processing because it has to be where the brain will do it. Well, where the brain will not interfere with your ability to achieve your goals, because that's usually what happens. And biology gets in the way, and then we make mistakes, like today, you know, <laughs> with family. And then before you know it, like, you're like on a tangent, and you're like, I have so many other things to do than have to deal with this little emotional outburst that, yeah. like, my inner whatever, it's not, not my inner child, my inner adult yeah. <laughs> wants to just punch uh, people out. It's so difficult when that's Yeah, so... So we have, and, and it takes us off our game. And so, I mean, everything we learn in this Keys to Riches financial philosophy helps redirect us to get back on task. So we're going to talk about that on today's show. Plus, we have our moolah word. And we're also going to talk, we're going to mix in some moneyisms uh, along the way. We're not going to do a specific money drama or, or moneyism segment in this show because I'm going to, it's easier to mix them in along the way because I can illustrate where the hangups are better yeah. if we explain the key from that perspective as we pepper them through. So this week's key again is dreams with deadlines. Our moolah word is kind of an interesting one, but definitely for the season of politics, politics and economics, we have our moolah word of the day, Reaganomics. So Reaganomics is an economic program utilized during the Reagan administration, which emphasized low taxes, decreased economic regulation, low social services spending, and high military spending. It contributed to low interest rates, low inflation, and large budget deficits. Some of the major legislations passed during the presidency included the Economic Recovery Tax of 1981, the Tax Equity and Fiscal Responsibility Act of 1982, and the Tax Reform Act of 1986. President Reagan's economic approach was different from many previous presidents, and the country was experiencing stagflation. The mixed effects of President Reagan's program have garnered both support and criticism. So if you think about it, um, the easiest way that I can describe it is uh, when um, when I was a kid and uh, Jimmy Carter was in office, mm-hmm. my mom would go to the grocery store. We had 18% inflation. You know what I mean? Like interest rates were in the t- double digits. Oh, I remember that. And That's so ridiculous. my mom would yeah. go to the grocery store and she would spend 20 bucks and come home with two bags of groceries. And then Reagan gets in office and it, Reagan's um, presidential address, you know, after he was inaugurated, it was the very first one I ever watched. Mm-hmm. And uh, so w- once Reagan got in office, my mother could go to the store and spend that same $20, but then come home with five bags of groceries. For somebody who is rising up, trying to pull themselves up by the bootstraps, lower taxes, more take-home pay, and lower prices because people are able to be competitive in an open marketplace, and so the lowest prices prevail with what he did to reverse the markets and create some phenomenal growth and expansion of the economy made it good for everyone. Everyone was uplifted by Reaganomics. And so clearly I'm not a critic of Reaganomics. I, I, of deficit spending, yes. Putting us into the hole to make things happen, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Now, but, what, what were the interest rates during his 
Because I, I remember when he in the eighties, I remember going to the savings account and putting money in, and they'd ha- you'd have those little books, passbooks. And I remember the interest being like, oh my, you know, you know, it was a decent amount of money every time you. Put- yeah, I think like I think I remember six percent. You know, I remember getting my first checking account. I was four. I think I was fourteen. Maybe I was twelve. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, I'm, I was kind of an anomaly a child wise because it had to grow up so fast. Yeah. You know, so I was managing money and I was dealing with things that that most kids that age don't deal like with. Like how old are you talking? What do you mean? Well, I had my first job at eleven. Eleven. What? You know, babysitting or uh, mowing lawns, babysitting, and housekeeping. I worked every day after school and on the weekends. I got uh, Good for you. I got ten bucks for the front yard. And I got five additional dollars if they included the backyard because most backyards had swimming pools. So, I, so there wasn't as much grass in the back to mow. I was going to say in Arizona, it'd be tough to, to mow any lawn, right? Well, especially because my mother didn't trust me with gasoline. So I had a lame push mower. <laughs> so, and, and, and everybody had that, like that tiff grass, you know, that really yeah. thick stuff, that carpet you roll out. That Bermuda stuff. Yeah. And uh, so. Like I'd have to get a running start on the sidewalk first before I could get into the grass. Otherwise, the blades would get chewn up. <laughs> and then I had that catcher thing on the back. It was just a nightmare. It was hot. But you made money. I, well, I didn't get to keep it. That's why. That's why I'm a libertarian now oh, because I, I was subject to uh, you know, and I'm I'm a big you know representative republic kind of person. I don't want a democracy because that's mob rule, and I don't want a dictatorship because that's 100 percent taxation. I had to give all my money yeah. to the house yeah. for the greater good of my brother and I, and that was just not good. So, so I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good. I can I can see resentments <laughs> big time from stuff. Are they oozing to that side of the studio? <laughs> I've gotten past most of it, but uh, yeah, I do. You know what? I, I I guess that at the time it really sucked because, you know, everybody's like, yeah. I, I watch these parents raise their kids and they're like, oh, and, and I'm watching their, these, like, it's a train wreck, you know, how these people are parenting. And I'm like, and I always think back when I was that age, I was doing this, this, and this. And I'm thinking, you are harming your child. They are not going to be able to be a productive member of society at this rate. Yeah. But I digress. This is not a political show. This is a financial show. So let's steer ourselves back around <laughs> from our Moolah Word of the Day, Reaganomics, to our keys to riches, shall we? Right. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, thank you so much for stopping by. I am so glad you're a part of today's show. Uh, so for the, if, you, if it is your first time... Uh, the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy, a veritable baker's dozen, if you will, of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one key at a time, one week at a time here at Keys to Riches Radio. And uh, uh, this week's key is our third key, dreams with deadlines. So our first key, and and we're going to learn more about the three questions and five areas of concern in next week's show, which is knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful. And uh, so that's where we address the three questions and five areas of concern. But our first question was, was acceptance and affirmation. So that's our beginning, where am I? So we need to take a snapshot of where we are financially right now. How much do we have? How much do we owe? And what's left over? And what's left over is our net worth. And that net worth can be a negative number. You may owe more than what you have. Mm -hmm. 
And it's okay if that's the case, because you're here now and we can help you fix it. (laughs) So don't beat yourself up, you know. Uh, it happens. Sometimes we go into debt before we prosper. And now that we are aware of that, we did our first key, but our acceptance part. So we're, we're aware that what we have done isn't what we need to continue to do. We need to make a change. And so we're going to learn how to do that. And so we don't want to beat ourselves up about it. We, we, we want to make an assessment, not a judgment. Mm-hmm. And so we make the assessment that, okay, uh, this cannot continue. And so I therefore I must choose another path. So here's where we start. So we know where we are based on our first key. Now we need to set a target to where we want to go. And why this is critical before we learn specifically the tools on how to get there and how to overcome the challenges along the way is because uh, we answer the first question, I can't get to San Diego if I don't know I'm standing in Phoenix. All right. But unless I know that San Diego is where I want to go, like, how do I know how much gas I need to buy for my trip? You know, just like the Cheshire Cat in Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Right. Right. Isn't that? I'm paraphrasing. I'm sure I'm not getting it right. But yeah. So, so, so anywhere you go, if you don't, if you don't have a plan, then no matter what direction you're going to take, it's going to lead you somewhere. Yeah. But it, you don't know if it's the wrong path if you don't have a destination to measure it against. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're planning where we want to go. And then we can backfill in the pieces. Once we know where we want to end up, we can reverse engineer it or deconstruct it to make it work. What makes most goal achievement strategies, whether it has to do with money management, weight management, anything management, is that it doesn't have enough moving parts. So you've probably heard of, time and again, smart goal planning. Smart goal planning is a piece of this puzzle, but it's not everything. And as far as our greater goal achievement strategy, we have a few other keys that help us get there and make this goal achievement strategy worthwhile. When we get to key seven, we're going to break the budget. Because budgets are bad. Budgets are like diets. It's about lack. It's about um, abstaining. Um, It's about loss or sacrifice. And the biggest problem with both budgeting and dieting is that it's something you go on to and off of. And usually with dire consequences when you come off of it. Because you go pork out everything you forsaked in the name of dieting or budgeting, you're going to go blow all that extra cash you just saved. So we're going to put in some stop gaps that keep you there. And we're going to employ some sales techniques to help you achieve your goals. And it's, it's really kind of funny. You know, I, I was a seminar junkie and one of my uh, BFFs and dearest friends used to work for Tom Hopkins. And, and he always had hit this plan backwards thing. So it's an amalgamation of stuff. We've got a bunch of different types of gurus working to make this goal achievement strategy successful. I kind of put all these pieces together because I would take a little bit from some, like I'd try to employ the whole thing, but there'd be something missing. So then I'm like, okay, so I'd look for another tool to put in the toolbox and then I'd find it. That system didn't always work for me. So I pulled a tool from that until I kind of created this one system that really, really makes it happen. And so we're going to identify where it is that we want to go. 
We're going to identify, um, we're going to qualify those goals with the smart goal setting strategy. But this is more than a goal setting strategy. This is about goal achievement. So then we're going to plan backwards and we're also going to use the selling technique called reduce it to the ridiculous. Okay. Because the problem with big goals and long-term goals is they're usually like, if it's not a material goal, like I want a Ferrari. Okay. That's a tangible goal because it's a physical thing. You can touch it, feel it. You know exactly how much it costs or thereabout. If you're speculating to buy a brand new one in the future, you can get close to what that number is. And then you can always negotiate back. But you have a general idea. If you're going to buy a relatively new Ferrari, you're going to spend anywhere from 250 to 500,000, unless you get some exclusive one that's in a million dollar range. That, that much for a car, huh? Hmm. Yeah, but they're cool. Yeah. They better be. <laughs> they are. I, I, I'm speaking from experience. They are very cool. It is, it's a, it's a worthy goal, but you got to have bigger financial goals if if that's going to be one of your material goals. Um, you don't want to buy one when you can't afford it. So, um, I always like the, the, the saying, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. But if you don't ask, you can't plan for it. You can't create the way to afford it. But financial security is ambiguous. It's abstract. It's intangible. I can't go out and touch financial security. And the problem is it's exactly, you just took the words right out of my mouth. It's subjective. Yeah. A Ferrari is a Ferrari, whether it's white, black, green, blue, it's a Ferrari that it's, it's tangible. It's concrete. It financial security is abstract at best. It's abstract, but most of the time, it's not even abstract. It's completely ambiguous. Yeah. There's there's nothing to describe it uh, other than some sort of associated feeling about it. Yeah. You know? And um, so what we need to do is we need to understand that the way the brain works is it's, a, it's functioning from its, you know, I do. Our initial decision officer controls so much of our lives We don't even realize it. And discipline and willpower are conscious activities. But our day-to-day living is behavioral, which is subconscious, pre-programmed, or patterned in, if it wasn't pre-programmed. And and we're on autopilot because the brain is basically lazy. So how do we achieve these big goals, these ambiguous goals at best, with a brain that's not wired to do that, that it's not originally wired for delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. That de- de- delayed gratification is a muscle that has to be built yeah. and exercised and worked out. And delayed gratification can get weak over time because you stop exercising it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, entitlement kind of falls into place. So we have to be able to create a money management system. And in a bill and in a goal achievement strategy that knows this up front and takes this into account. So there's, so we have to make it so super simple and so easy that there's no reason why we can't achieve it. 
We have to break it down and we have to create the accountability in order to make it happen. And, you know, because we're driven towards pleasure and away from pain in this moment. And that's the job of the I do to make sure we're safe. So he's got a little natural negativity bias in his actions because while pleasure is great, I'm okay without pleasure as long as I'm not experiencing pain. And in the sense of trauma, like childhood trauma, single event, learning experiences, like maybe a catastrophic car crash, you know, I didn't make left turns for the longest time because I was in an accident with one and I was scared. I was always afraid I was going to get hit uh, making a left turn. Um, so, uh, so we get these things that embed in and affect us. And so um, the absence of, pl- of pain can be pleasurable just as much as pleasure. So we don't necessarily need to reach for that carrot dangling on the stick. And that's part of why we don't succeed at, at goal when we only set goals and we don't plan for achievement of them. Um, because the carrot on the stick, while motivating, if I'm not hungry... I'm not going to run toward it. Yeah. But a fire licking my behind, yeah. that's a good motivator. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, a painful experience and I'm going to move away from pain. You know, so um, how do we knowingly understand this and create the most bulletproof goal achievement strategy possible? Well, that's what we've done here. You are listening to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This segment is sponsored by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Keys to Riches radio listeners by visiting our website at keystoriches.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to uh, start protecting your financial future right now. Nope, I'm not saying it. It's not that line. De Niro, the Prosperity Poochie, is giving me, he's thinking I'm winding down this show because he's used to that languaging, and so he always pops up from his nap at that just that moment. Anyway, so we were talking about the key. So let's boil down the strategy, and then for the particulars, for the specifics that you need to succeed at the Goal Achievement Strategy, please visit our website, and you'll be able to download the uh, key statement, key affirmation, and key action item available on our website to help you deploy the Goal Achievement Strategy in your life starting today. So let's talk about SMART goal planning. So SMART goal planning is very simple. SMART is an acronym. And it's the first step when we create a goal, we set a target, and then we got to qualify it. And it has to be S, specific. It can't be, I want to be rich. All right? Yeah. It's got to be specific, like, I want $1,000 in my bank account for my emergency fund if I don't have one. Right. All right. So it's got to be specific. It's got to be measurable. $1,000 is measurable because it's not 999 mm-hmm. and 1001 means I've cleared the hurdle. So it has to be measurable. It can't be, I want financial security. Thanks for playing. All right. Uh, So it has to be achievable. All right. So I can earn $1,000 for my emergency fund. If I said a goal like, I want to win the lottery, that's not up to me. That's not achievable by my own hand. I'm depending on six balls blowing around in, co- in a container in a, any particular matter, uh, manner, unless you're thinking of the Lisa Kudrow movie where they rigged the Powerball thing. 
What, 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 is that what the name of the movie was called? Was it called? I can't remember what the name of the movie was, but they did a movie where they rigged the the big multi state lottery. Oh wow! Um, so unless you have access to and can rig the lottery and get away with it, because there's the other part, it's not a worthy goal. It's not achievable by your own hand. So psh, that one's out. So let's go back to I want a thousand dollars of my emergency fund. Okay, so then. It's got to be realistic. All right. So let's say you pick a goal. I want a million dollars. That is a realistic goal. All right. But the next one is the, the coupled with this one could make it unrealistic. It is very realistic for you to save a million dollars. You probably already have. I know I have. And I've spent a million dollars <laughs> and I've made another million dollars. So, yeah. so a million dollars is achievable. Now, if I said on the realistic part, if I am like, for example, my mother growing when I was growing up, divorced with two small children, and I said, I'm going to make my goal um, to be a millionaire by Friday, and it's Monday, yeah, it's happen. a little not realistic. I'm just going out on a limb and saying it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Probably right. Even if you invented the widget to save all widgets, it ain't going to happen that fast. Right. I mean, I just think back to the interview we did on Unlock Your Wealth Radio with the My Pillow guy. Yeah. You know, it only took him 12 years to be an overnight success. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. So much hard work, too. It is. There's so much hard work. It's, uh, and, uh, oh, you, I just came across a, a really great quote. I did. I created a meme out of it from Helen Keller about that. Oh my God, it's, it'll come to me. So um, so anyway, so it's got to be realistic and it's got to be time bound. Saying I want to have financial security when I retire is again, it's ambiguous. Yeah. It's abstract. What is retirement? When do I think I want to do it? I mean, you yourself, you're getting ready to collect the social security yeah. Yeah. And, and you're like, but I don't want to quit. I mean, I you're now starting to do all of the editing now for the videos yeah, that I've we do. With invented myself again. I know, you know. So we've got the the maestro of moolah 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> or Which, at this stage of the game, 5.0. Who that's knows? Always been, you know. I started yeah, you're not quitting anytime I soon. Became a guitar player. Became a piano player. Yeah, it's just I, I never. I know. So you, you keep going stopped. and keep going and evolving. So like. You know, you got to say, by 65, I'm going to have a million dollars in the bank. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Because yeah, I mean, millionaire is still abstract because that could be one million or yeah. nine million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you could be a multi-millionaire. Yeah. You know, you could be a decamillionaire. That's 10. Yeah. You know, $10 million error. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you got to pick like what it is. Um, and, and you got to associate it with a specific time. So by my birthday, when I'm 65, you know, I have a big number, <laughs> but I, have, <laughs> I have a big number. And you can, you have the ability to achieve that. I believe so. Yeah. I'm on target. I did my plan and I think about 65, you know, that's only yeah. 19 years away. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Well, you know, yeah. Yeah. So 19 years is a lot of time. In no, my, in because, my head. because the last 11 have just whooshed. That's true. Yeah. I'm like, where did I was just 35, 11 years ago. Now I'm going to be 47 this year. Yeah. Yeah. I can like, I can, it's hard to embrace. So then I'm going to plan backwards. Cause once I get that date, then I know what my halfway mark is. I know what my quarter mark is and I know where today is, but the key 
is to use a savings or I'm what I call a selling strategy. It's it's a selling strategy called reduce it to the ridiculous. You know, I used to work for a company. I sold solar hot water heaters and we never told the people that it was $20,000 for this stick, this thing on their roof. We're like for as little as 67 cents a day. And you're like, I got that. That's pocket change. You know, I wash more than 67 cents a day in the laundry. Right. But to install it, that's neither here nor there. We're yeah. signing the contract. Yeah. You know, you're getting this like for the next 20 years, you're going to yeah. be paying for this. You're going to pay $30,000 for a $20,000 thing that's worth five grand by the time you paid it off. Yeah. But but the point is, we can use the reduce it to the ridiculous technique as a savings strategy, just as easily as a selling strategy. So you got to make it so simple that you can't not do it. You know, you think of the latte factor or whatever, but you might not be willing to give that up. That's a, that's a small dream of yours to be able to have that luxury and that's okay. So maybe half a latte, maybe there's something else that, you know, you smoke five less cigarettes a day and you put the value of a pack of cigarettes away. I mean, you can be a millionaire on a couple dollars a day. Sure. And if you start young enough, you get the power of compound interest working on your side and your money doubles quicker. In the later years. And so, you know, somebody that starts at 20 savings can totally womp somebody that starts at 30. It's that simple. You know, so for more information about the goal achievement strategy and this week's key and our keys to riches financial philosophy, please visit our website at keys to riches.com. And for the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry and the keys to riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.